Matthew today, chapter number 5. All right. If you are, uh, also next Sunday is one service. One service next Sunday at 10 o'clock. Worship will begin at 10. We will be having communion Sunday. Next Sunday. We're going to celebrate the Lord's uh, Supper together. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 1. Thousands cannot stop him. Everybody say thousands. Cannot stop him. Thousands can't stop him. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about Jesus? Maybe. Maybe not. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains because that he had often been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had plucked us, pl- been plucked asunder by him. This guy is just ripping chains off. All right? This guy is ripping change off, chains off. He's sleeping in the graveyard. Anybody ever sleep in a graveyard? I used to think that'd be kind of spooky to live by a graveyard until I did. And I'm telling you, they were the quietest neighbors I had. The police were never called there. They never played loud music late at night. It was just quiet. I used to stand in the shower of my travel trailer with the window open, the little window up above there. And while I'm showering, I'm looking at the graveyard in Gaithersburg, Maryland. This man is laying sleeping in the graveyard. They're putting chains on him, and he, is, he just tears the chains off. He breaks fetters into pieces. No man could tame him. Day and night, he's in the mountains. He's in the tombs. He's crying. He's cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. So this guy who is crazy is now running toward Jesus. This, this man who is possessed with devils is now running toward Jesus. And he cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Now this is the spirit inside of this man that is talking to Jesus here. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he said, My name is Legion, for we are many. Now we've talked about this passage before. And this is a Roman military term. It starts out at 2,000 in number. This man had 2,000 demons in him. Now, if you were here on Wednesday night, we kind of broke this down on how uh, spirits can be inside of a person. You have to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.23, where Paul talks about the Lord presenting you body, soul, and spirit. You have to understand that you are body, soul, and spirit. Okay? And then is it 1 John 3.18 or something like that that says, uh, Whosoever is born of God cannot sin. So I did a poll among us, and it was, I don't do very well with polls. I think the, the questions that I ask are good. But the people that I'm polling, they're just not too sure. You know? That's you guys. And I said, how many of you have been born of God? And about three raised their hand. Well, there was more than three in here that night. I said, listen, we're going to try this all over again. This is not a trick question, kind of, but it's not. But How many of you have been born of God? So if you've received the Spirit of God in your life, you're born of God, right? Yeah. 
But the Bible says, right? So then I say, okay, how many of you have sinned since you've been born of God? Well, then we've, don't be pointing fingers at each other. I see you back there. All right. So you're born of God, and the Bible says, whosoever is born of God cannot sin. But then we say, well, we've sinned. What's going on here? You've got to understand body, soul, and spirit. First of all, we have a natural body. This body is made alive because of the Spirit of God, the breath of life inside of me. When God takes that breath away, I'm crumbling to the ground. Y'all going to run around, uh, gather around. Some of you are going to be crying. Some of you are going to be praying. And whoever's going to do mouth to mouth, I have brushed, peroxided, and flossed today. So this is the day to do it, all right? No Mexican food, no pepperoni, no nothing. No garlic, no nothing. So it's good. Because my, that spirit's going to leave, my body's going to crumble. That body's going to return back to the dust. Correct? Then inside of me is that spirit that was filled with the Holy Ghost on June 16, 1981. That spirit came to life and was reborn that day. Because it had been made dead already because David said that uh, he was born in, in uh, how's it go, trespasses and iniquity and sin did my mother conceive me. We're born in sin. And so my spirit man is dead until the Spirit of God, through the power of the Holy Ghost, comes in and raises that spirit man up. Then the war is on because you have the flesh and then you have the spirit. Now, the spirit cannot sin because God lives in that spirit. And God doesn't sin. In fact, the Bible says God not only doesn't lie, it says he cannot lie. God cannot sin. And that, the, through the baptism and the birthing of the Holy Ghost in our lives, we have the spirit man who has been made alive that cannot sin because God's living in it. The war happens in my soul. Because with the body and the spirit, the combination makes my emotions, my will, my thoughts, and the war between good and evil, my flesh and my spirit man, happens right here. And so the enemy comes in and rests in our soul and rests in our mind and rests in our thoughts. Now you say, does that make sense? That makes sense? That's how somebody, and you, you know what? A person can have the Holy Ghost and still be under a, a spirit of oppression. A person can have the Holy Ghost and still be, be tormented by a spirit of fear. And so you've got to get those spirits out. Now, how can 2,000 spirits fit in one guy? Well, if you have containers like Mark and I have, it's possible. I told Mark after his lesson today, he's looking for 10 pallbearers. He needs 10 friends that will carry him out. He used to be six, but he's grown. And he said he's pretty well sure he's going to need 10. The only problem is the 10, our circle of friends are all getting older. None of us can lift what we used to lift. So we're going to have to hire young guys. Him, I told Mark, I said, I think I'm up to about eight. I'm up to eight right now. And so how can that happen? The word spirit comes from the Greek word pneuma. It's a breath. A spirit is just air. So when this man that is full of at least 2,000 demons looks at Jesus and that spirit, that demon spirit has taken the man's voice and is talking through the man to Jesus and he says, you've come to torment me before your time, my time. You need to leave me alone. And Jesus said, oh, no, you're coming out 
What, how many are you? What's your name? What's the legion? For we are many. And he besought him that he would not send them away out of the country. Listen, the devil does not want to lose territory. If you don't get anything else out of this today, remember that. The devil does not want to lose territory. That's why when you come in the church and you receive the Holy Ghost and you're baptized and you're born into the family of God, remember, you didn't choose your family that you was born into, did you? Because when you go to those family reunions, you look around and say, oh, surely we should have picked some better family going on there. You know, who made the macaroni salad? (laughs) Okay. All right. And so when you're born into the family of God, the devil is losing territory because he's losing you. And he's losing me. He lost me in 1981, Kevin. He lost me in 1981. Up until that time, I was a good follower. Up until that time, I was a good servant. Up until that time, I was a good sinner. I don't know if any of you guys were good sinners or not. I was a real good sinner. I was a real good sinner. And let me say this, brother Danny, I forgot to say this when you was up there. You know what? If you put the kingdom first, a month when we were in Hawaii at that camp meeting and you was preaching and teaching and Carlita was, Carlita even taught. Carlita even taught. And I'm like, look at her go. How about that? That 30 days later, God had the biggest blessing that nobody even knew was coming. Because if you seek the kingdom first, all these things will be added unto you. Not just what you need, but abundant life. People don't want to live Matthew 6.33. They don't want to put the kingdom first. And then they wonder why they struggle and why they don't have this and why they don't have that. You know what? It's time to relax in God and put him first and watch and see what God will do in your life. Amen? God wants to do some good things in your life. Punch your neighbor beside you. Wake him up and say, God wants to do something good. You know what? It's hot in here. Is it hot in here? Because I tell you, I'm a candy. Sugar's melting. Sugar is melting, baby. Sugar is melting. I can feel it. I'm sugar. No, Amy don't think so. Last night she's given all kinds of orders in the kitchen. Finally, I just looked at her and I just raised an eyebrow and just kind of did a little head shake. Then she bust out laughing. I said, yeah, you got the message. Giving orders like a sergeant around here. What in the world's going on, really? Well, I think I didn't take my medicine today. Well, you need to take your medicine. Amen. Take your medicine. The devil doesn't want to lose territory in your life. That's why he's mad. That's why when you first receive the Holy Ghost, when you walk out the door, the first thing the devil's going to say is, You did not get the Holy Ghost. The next thing he's going to say is, You did not speak in tongues. The next thing he's going to say is, you're trying to be crazy just like all those other people at that church are crazy. But I'd rather be crazy and be full of God than to be not crazy and not have any God. Amen. I'd rather go to a church. The Bible says that in the last days that they would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power thereof. I would much rather go to a church that is alive with the power of God than set in a dead church that has no power at all. Amen? What do you do to a dead battery? Charge it. You can't charge a dead battery. You throw it away. You can charge nine-volt batteries. Who said that, Randall? Oh, You get a new battery. You get new power. Amen? You get a new power source. What people need is, I don't know what's going on back there. I tell you, I got to look at the flags. Look at the flags. Flags, flags. The the devil does not want to lose territory. He wants to keep you. He is captive. He wants to keep you tied up. He wants to keep you depressed. But about the time that you start feeling a little bit of freedom, and suddenly it says, there's a song that starts going through your mind. This is how it feels to be free. This is what it means to know that 
I am forgiven. This is how it feels to be free. Guess what? When you start walking out from underneath the clouds of oppression and the clouds of depression and the clouds of hopelessness and realize the sun is still shining and realize God's got a future for you and realize that Jesus is in control of your life if you'll just let go of the reins and let him do it, God is going to have some special things for each and every one of your lives. But you're going to have to learn how to let go and let God. Amen? Let go and let God do it. So the devil didn't want to lose territory. And so he says, now, there's, two, there's a bunch of swine over there. There's a bunch of hogs. Right? I have a good friend of mine who's a hog farmer. I jumped up in his truck one day and I said, oh, my Lord, what is that smell? He said, that's money. I ain't never smelled money like that. He was the same hog farmer that hauled you and your sister to church every Wednesday and every Sunday when your mom worked night shift as a nurse. Isn't that something? And now he sits here as a chaplain in the Air Force, a major. Going to try to get partial wings. You know what? You don't ever know who you're going to touch or what you're going to do in somebody's life. So when God tells you to do something, you just need to do what God tells you to do. Stop being afraid and start stepping out on faith and saying, God, you told me to do this, so I'm going to do it. He said, let us go into the swine that we may enter into the swine. And Jesus said, okay, you can go into the pigs. And the spirits went out, entered into the swine. Remember, now, they're still in the territory. I'm teaching you something here. I'm learning you. You guys will understand what I'm saying there. I'm learning you. First time I heard that out here, somebody said, I'm going to learn you. I said, what? Yeah, I'm going to learn you. Then they said, I away. He said, you know the state. (laughs) I away. I got you now. All right. The herd runs down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 pigs, and they choked themselves to death in the sea. What does that tell me? That tells me that pigs won't even put up with stuff and junk that some humans will put up with. How many times have you, I'm talking to somebody right now, how many times have you went through the same cycle with the same problem, with the same people, with the same outcome, time after time after time? And you keep saying, this is the last time, this is the last time, this is the last time for the third time. This is the last time for the tenth time. This is the last time for the fifteenth time. Come on now, somebody. And you keep going over it and over it and over it. Guess what? Until you do something different, you're always going to get what you've already got. And there are people in your life and there are situations in your life, amen, that are keep that keep dragging you down and through the cycle and through the cycle. And finally, you're going to have to say that enough is enough is enough. Because the definition of insanity is to keep doing exactly what you're doing and expect a different result. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to do something different. That's why a bunch of you are here today and you're not where you used to be. Because you said, I got to do something different. I'm going to drive, you drove, was driving by this church, amen, at one o'clock in the afternoon and the parking lot was still full and you're wondering, what are they doing at that church? I'll tell you what we're doing. We're running wires and we're running electrodes and we're running clips and we're hooking them to people's fingernails and we're torturing them and we're shocking them in the baptistry. We're getting the power in them one way or the other. Come and see. Come get the shock of your life. Lions and tigers and bears. You guys missed this 
shot right there. But finally, when you've had enough and you've been through all the drama and you've been through all the players in the field and you've been through everything you know and you've come to the last straw, you look over at that person that's there in your office and they're Holy Ghost filled and they're just singing, they're just happy, they're just working, they got a smile on their face, all their world's falling apart too, but they got Jesus. You know, and you finally say, I don't know what you've got, but you've got something different than I got. I need to get a hold of what you got. And you just say, well, you need to get a hold of this Jesus thing. You need to let him come into your life in the power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you need to let go and let God. Amen. Let go and let God. Now, we've got all these hogs that have just drowned themselves because they're not going to put up with what this one man put up with. How long are we going to do this? How long are we going to sit here till we die? How long are we going to sit in this situation and not make a move? How long are we not going to say something? How long are we not going to pray? Amen. How long is it going to be until you finally decide, I have had enough? And they that fed the swine ran away. They went into the city and told everybody. They said, oh, my God, you don't even know what just happened out there by the lake. You do not know what happened out there in the lake. Yeah, we do. We, do, we already read it on Facebook and Instagram. It's already there. I had people calling me, texting me last night. Brother Lewis has been in the car wreck. I'm like, how in the world do they know that thing? Well, it's all over Facebook. Amen. See, but I don't get on Facebook. Amen. Not very often. And they went out to see what was done. And they came to Jesus to see him that was possessed with the devil and had a legion, 2,000, sitting there, clothed, and in his right mind. <laughs> Let's look at the next one. And they were afraid. Oh, you better not go to that church out there. Don't you go to that family worship center. They're crazy. They don't believe in this. and They do this. and Oh, don't you go to that church out there. You're going to be out there all day Sunday. You're going to be out there all day Sunday. Maybe out there half on Wednesday nights too if you go. And then I heard, then I heard that the pastor tells you when you can eat and when you can't. Apparently, he needs to talk to himself because he's eating a lot himself. While he's starving everybody else, he just, coming on up to the bar. You know what, Kirsten, the other night I wanted to go to Ponderosa. Nobody wanted to go. I wanted to pull up to the bar and do a little grazing. Brandon, would you have went? All right. We're going to do a men's deal. We're going to call it Chat and Chew. Get ready, it's coming, guys. We're going to meet somewhere, and we're just going to eat and chat and chew. We get lots of answers in those meetings, too. Those are, those are deacon meetings right there. And they were afraid. Don't go to that church out there. They speak in tongues. Well, so what? Oh, they do this, they do that. Well, la-di-da. I abbreviated that. La-di-da, right? La-di-da. Jesus said the believer would speak in tongues. Jesus said the believer would speak in tongues. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. Jesus said that. That's red. Holy smokes. Chat and chew. How about that? And he's... and. And they saw and told uh, how it befell to him that was possessed of the devil and concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. They didn't want Jesus who brought the solution to that man's problems anywhere near their town. 
They didn't want the solution answer maker there any longer. They wanted him out. Guess what? About the time you start getting a solution in your life, all your worldly friends are going to start wanting to kick you out. All the friends who don't understand are going to want to kick you out. All those people who are doubters and haters are going to kick you out. But let them doubt and let them hate. Because inside of you now is greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And the things you used to do, you're not doing anymore. And such were some of you. Some of us were pretty pretty mean, pretty nasty, scoundrels. Holy smokes, then Jesus gets a hold of you. I'm talking about how we got here. Part 8, slide 107. That's where we're at, and there's more to come. There's a battle inside. There's a battle inside our minds every day. It's not easy living for God. It's hard living for God. I said it's hard living for God. Can you hear me? All right. Well, one of the hearing aids is broke. Right? But you can hear me. Hallelujah. It's getting hot, isn't it? Sugar's starting to melt over here, too. Yeah. Sugar's melting. Woo. It's not easy living for God. It'd be much easier just to throw in the towel and give it up and just go do whatever you wanted. It'd be much easier just to go in and throw in the towel and not commit to anything and jump from relationship to relationship and relationship and not do your duties and your obligations. And it'd be much easier just to lie and do all of this other stuff and steal or do it. It'd be much easier to do that because that's in our flesh. That's our fleshly desires. But guess what? He came to destroy the works of the flesh. Amen. And I take the flesh and I got to nail it to the cross every day and say, no, I can't do that. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm going to live like that anymore. And guess what, moms and dads? Your kids are watching you. Your kids are watching you. Mom and dad, they're gonna, they're, they are going to duplicate what you're doing. Because stronger than the pastor's voice in your kids' lives is your voice. Stronger than the pastor's actions are in their lives are your actions. When there's something more important than church, they take note of it. Oh, there I'm meddling again. There I'm meddling. I'm sorry. But the devil wants to pull you down. He doesn't want to lose territory. He wants to keep you right where you're at. Amen. I'm I want to preach to people who are in the struggle today. The struggle is real for you. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Just keep coming to church. Get that Dory spirit. Just keep swimming, swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming. Right? Just keep coming to church. I don't feel like coming to church. Don't matter. Do you feel like going to work every day? Then don't go. Not a trick question. How many of you do not feel like going to work every day? How many of you then just stay home? Kim and Lisa, all right. Okay. We had about 40 or 50 hands that said, yeah, I don't feel like going every day, and just two that said, we just stay home. What happened to the other 48? Why? Why go to work? It's your duty. Duter. Duty. Honor. Country. What's the Marines? Because the dog has to eat. That dog would eat before you would, wouldn't it? Now see, since me and that dog, I'd eat the dog before. I could see his his little leg garnished with a piece of parsley on the side of, oh, Lord Jesus. Mm. You know those, commer- those cartoons, those old cartoons that had, what is that, Froghorn, Leghorn, whatever his name is. Run, those chickens running down. 
now. So 48 out of 50 said, we're going we're gonna to go to work because we're going to go to work because we got bills to pay. We need the money. Isn't our eternal destination a little more important than our paycheck? But see, the devil in the struggle wants to make you think about priorities, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. And, you know, listen, we just need somebody to be a lifer around here, a life lifer. You know what a lifer is? A lifer's in this thing for the whole kit and caboodle. A lifer's in here all the time. I'm here on, oh, yeah, pastor, you're here because you're the pastor. I was going to church a lot before I was a pastor. I was going to church every Sunday before I was a pastor. I was going to church on Tuesdays for youth service, and I didn't even have the Holy Ghost, and they drug me to church. I was going to church on Thursday nights because that was Thursday night midweek service, and I didn't want to go to church, but they drug me to church, Frank. This kept dragging me to church, just church, church, church. Then they'd have those revivals. Oh, my God. You think you talk about revivals. Back in the day, revival went seven, six or seven nights a week. They didn't care if you fell asleep during school hours. They just drag you to church. Revivals now, oh, pastor, we can't come to revival because Johnny boy, he's got to get up for school in the morning. So does everybody else. Johnny boy's not the only one going to school. Well, they have to be in bed by 645. Make sure they're in bed every night by 645 then when the revival ain't going on. Oh, but they got to have 27 hours of sleep a day. Or they're not going to do very well on their classes. You see, we can come up with all these reasons why not. But guess what? We went to church, and we went to church, and we went to church, and we went to church. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Because, listen, I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. I'm looking for a destination that when I get there, I'm going to hear him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in and enjoy the joy of the Lord now and forevermore. That's what I'm looking for. I'm going to a city. There'll be no more night. I'm going to the city where Jesus is. I'm like, going to do some of that sawdust music. Sawdust music. That's what she calls it. Sawdust music. Sawdust music. What in the world? Sawdust music. The devil wants to play you. The devil wants to deceive us. He wants to lie to us. If you're struggling, just keep coming to church. This a church is a hospital. We're not a museum for saints. We're a hospital for sinners. Let me say it again. <clears throat> we are not. A hospital, no, we are not, I just forgot what I said, we are not a museum for saints. We are a hospital for sinners. I was telling somebody, I said, don't, don't, don't come in here and feel embarrassed because you got this or did that or that's happened in your life. I said, we got people sitting on our pews that were lined up for divorce. We got people on our pews that went to prison. We got people on our pews that have been after divorce, after divorce. We got people who've been addicted to drugs and alcohol. We got all kinds of people and all kinds of messes. But guess what? When they come into the church, they come in and they meet Jesus. Jesus cleans you up. Jesus washes you. Jesus sanctifies you. Jesus gets you all cleaned up and ready for heaven. Amen? Ready to go. Oh, pastor, I'm trying, but my spouse doesn't come to church with me. My mom, her spouse didn't come to church with her either. So she took her kid. I guess I was her spouse. I'd always say, Mom, how do you get up at 530 on Sunday morning and you are still late for church four and a half hours later? Tracy, we're not talking about that right now. Okay. I never could understand it. She got up at 5.30 on Sunday morning. She got up at 5.00, 5.30 every morning. And she, we was always late for church. How do we do that? We didn't, there was no traffic where we were from. Any traffic would be, Arthur Fitzwater's cows might be out crossing the road. 
That might be the only traffic you saw. But guess what? We just kept going to church. Even though we got there late, we just kept going to church and going to church and going to church. You've got to keep filling that inner man. You've got to keep that inner man strong. You've got to keep him going. This is, a, this is a not only a hospital, this is also a Holy Ghost filling station. This is where you come and get filled up and it helps you through Monday and it helps you through Tuesday. And then you get back here, crawling back in here, Frank, on Wednesday. And last Wednesday, a week ago, you had some concerns in your health. You said the doctor's been testing my kidneys and my liver. Is that correct? Yes. Now what? Everything came back normal. And everything came back normal. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? You just keep coming back to the filling station. How many of you got a car? That's not a trick question. How many of you got a car? How many of you have that car that you never have to fill it again? You always, at some point, going to have to put gas in your car. You're going to have to go to the gas station. Don't let it get down on empty like I did that Chevy celebrity when I ran out of gas on the turn at Ramsey in January going to a prayer meeting. I could see Casey's. And I went to Casey's walking in the dark, not realizing that when I took the shortcut through the field, from here now I was soaking wet. In January, boy, you know the next time the Lord told me to get gas in Vandalia before you leave, I sure do listen now. Then you got to find a gas can. Then you got to find something to put the funnel or something to get the gas in the tank. Then you got to, before that, you got to carry it back. And then you're all embarrassed because you're walking in the dark with a gas can and all these cars are passing you and praying, God, please no, don't let anybody go by that knows me. Please don't let anybody go by that sees me. Make me invisible, Lord. So you got to fill up your car with gas. It's the same way. You got to fill up your soul with Jesus. You got to get in the filling station and come to church. You say, well, pastor, when we come to church, it's the same old, same old, same old. Yeah, but you don't get to see Amber's wearing her gold sweater and her top, her black top and her burgundy skirt. You don't see all that that Kirsten's got on her green thing, whatever it is, green sweater. Amen. I'm not very good at women's fashions. Casey's got on the... Red. Red. Oh, oh, Jesus. And the pastor just stepped on Piper. Amen. See, you would never have known that, Piper, there was an assault and battery in the church today by the pastor if you wouldn't have came to church. What am I saying? Just come to church because, listen, we are made up of a social network, and we not only have to have Jesus in our lives, but we need to see each other. We need to see each other making a, a struggle. We need to see each other getting a victory. We need to see each other getting a blessing. We need to hear about, guess what? I don't know where the check came from. I've called 47 agencies, and finally the lady said, why don't you just be thankful? And cast the check. Amen. We got to hear that kind of stuff. I got to get a hold of this. I got to have some of this. I don't know about you, but I like coming to church. I like seeing you. And I hope you feel the same about me as well. Thank you. Did you see anybody on that side crying? Jesus. And I got family on this side. I tell you, it's just about, thank you, Macy, it's too late. You girls are too late. Too late. I saw him. I'm like Don, Dandy Don Meredith. You remember him on Monday Night Football? Turn out the lights. The party's over. 
Somebody's saying, oh, I wish you'd hurry up and get done preaching, Pastor. Transfer of authority and power. You've got to get some power in your life. How many of you have a cell phone? It's not too far. How many of you, come on. How many of you have a cell phone? How many of you never plug it in? Some of you, that's more important than fi- taking your medicine. Oh, I got to get a charger. Oh, oh, my, my battery. My battery. It's on 7%. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? Jesus, as Caitlin would say, Jesus, take the wheel. What am I going to do? My cell phone. Oh, Dad. Now I'm going to have to listen to the pastor preach because my cell phone just died in the middle of church. Maybe the Lord killed the battery, so you listen to the pastor. of us have to plug in our phone. Don't don't you think that your your spiritual walk with God is more important than your cell phone? Now that could be an interesting answer from some of you. Some of you got that cell phone sewn into your hand. I'm just going to take a little battery out. It's just right there all the time. All the time. I like talking to people when they're on their cell phone. When they ain't, they ain't paying any attention to me, that hurts me. That makes me want to go cry for about a millisecond. And then I say, okay, see ya. And they say, oh, what did you say? Nothing. Well, you don't listen to me either. What are you saying? If you got to plug in your cell phone, how many of you own clothes? We're going to just, we're just going to be on this. How many of you got clothes? The rest of you with your hand down are naked right now. Are you kidding me? How many of you have clothes? You got clothes, right? Then don't ever wash your clothes. If I spent more time standing over there, they'd applaud me more, wouldn't they? But I went over there and stepped on pipers. <laughs> Here we go. How many? We're just going. The Lord's telling me to stay on this. Some of you saying, "I don't believe the Lord's telling you to do that." Well, that's all right. You're not in my mind anymore. How many? Uh, how many of you have teeth? Then don't brush them. How many of you sweat? Don't wear deodorant. Live in Europe. You'll be just fine in Europe. Ladies don't shave their legs nor their armpits. There you go. How about that? I'm not even going further because I know more culture than is even allowed to say right now. Listen, how many of you are alive? Don't eat. Don't ever take a bath. Don't ever brush your teeth. Don't ever comb your hair. Men don't ever shave. Women don't ever shave. We're going to find there are going to be a lot of Sasquatches around here eventually. Wow. Going to be a bunch of Duck Dynasties down around here somewhere. One night, Caitlin called from Monroe, Louisiana, and she puts. It, she says, "Hold on, I'm in Walmart. Willie's in here. Let me Facetime you." So she puts it on Facetime, and then she's following Willie around the store so we can see Willie. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You got to put gas in your car. You got to brush your teeth. 
you got to charge your cell phone. You've got to go to work. It's the same way. The whole system, the whole society is set up the same way. Let's all stand. In the kingdom of God, it, it patterns the natural life that we live, the spirit life. You have got to plug yourself into God. You've got to feed yourself. You've got to read your Bible. You've got to, you know what? You just don't go around never, never talking to nobody. You talk to people. You're a talker. You like to talk. I know you like to talk because I've been with you a lot. You like to talk and talk and talk and talk. Somebody said, Pastor, when, when you get tired of hearing me talk, just say, my ears are hurting. <laughs> hey, you did not shave today, did you? Oh, praise the Lord. Randall's coming into the land of the bearded Sasquatch. There's a sighting. Don't you? Listen. You got to feed yourself with the word. You got to feed yourself with power and plug into a church service. You got to and listen. We don't put the internet and the and the podcast out there and the web and all of this stuff. We don't do all of that so you can so people can sit home. And I'm not I'm not beating you guys up. You guys are here. But guess what? That's not a substitute. That's a way to try to reach other people. The new podcast is out, and we put new sermons on there. There's some new sermons on there now. But that's not a way. Just you can listen to. I just listen to Pastor Tracy three days a week. I listen to him on Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. I don't have to go to church. I heard everything he had to say in three messages. That's better than just going to one message. No, you've got to be in his presence. You've got to be in the moving of the Holy Ghost. Amen. we got to be where the moving of the Holy Ghost is. Amen. Let's get some music up here, somebody. Let's sing a song. Let's sing a song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you got to listen. It's very simple. Here's a man that has 2,000 demons, a minimum of 2,000 demons, a minimum. Some numbers say it's up to 6,000, 2 to 6,000 demons. When he sees Jesus, 2,000 demons could not keep him from running to Jesus. How about that? 2,000 demons could not stop that man from getting to Jesus. There shouldn't be anything stopping us if 3,000 could not stop him. And they get to Jesus, and the devil doesn't want to lose territory. Amen? He wants to keep what he's got in your life. Whatever you're not doing in the kingdom now, that's what he wants to keep doing. He wants you to keep not doing that in the kingdom. He wants to keep your walk with the Lord slow. He wants to keep your walk with the Lord at a snail's pace rather than getting up and running. Amen? And so here we are. You gotta have power. You gotta have gas in your car. You gotta go to work. You gotta do all of this stuff. Because guess what? There's a hell to shun and there's a heaven to guard. Eternity is dependent on you. Your eternity is dependent on you. I love Bernie. I'm Bernie's pastor. I'm gonna do everything I can to get Bernie to heaven. But when it comes right down to it, I cannot go home with Bernie every night and say, Bing. Say, Bernie, shouldn't be doing that. Bernie, don't do that. Bernie, don't do that. Because it's going to be up to him. Our walk with the Lord is up to us. Amen? Our walk with the Lord is up to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thousands couldn't stop him. Thousands couldn't stop it. So listen. Oh man, it's twelve fifty. You're not. You're gonna be out by one o'clock. Come on, get on up front here so we can hurry. The longer you stand there, the longer it takes us. Come on, come on up front. Let's do a little worship. Let's do some praying and say, Lord, listen. Preacher, talk to me. He said something that sparked something in me, Lord. He said something that got my attention, Lord.
Let the Holy Ghost come through you a little bit. Just lift your hands where you're at. Just let the Lord sing to you right now. In the name of Jesus. said today to encourage you. 